We're excited to bring Corbin Carroll of the Arizona Diamondbacks onto FT Live right now for the first time. Corbin, great to have you on, dude. Congratulations on, you know, a pretty solid first full season in the big leagues. Now that you've got a little time to let it all reflect. How you doing, man? Thanks for the time. How's the offseason? Doing well. Yeah, good to talk to you guys. Um, you know, offseason's going well. Um, back up in Seattle right now for a little bit. Just spending Thanksgiving up here with my family and then headed back to Arizona, get back to work. Have you been able to kind of pinch yourself and look at the past year here? So did you, Todd likes to ask about goals. I wonder what your goals were a year ago, right? Pre big contract, pre obviously making it to the world series, winning the rookie of the year and the outstanding rookie on, on the player's choice side too. Like, did you have goals heading into the year? I'll steal your question, Todd. (laughs) For sure. Um, You know, I, I always try and set, um, big goals, almost unattainable goals. Um, but you know, even this year, some of the personal success, team success we had, um, you know, just blew me away. And, you know, all, all I try and do, um, in the moment is be grateful for it. Um, I think it's a little harder when you're in the moment, but now kind of looking back on it, taking a step back, um, you know, just really proud of our group and, um, you know, the amazing year we were able to accomplish. Hey, I saw the other day. Again, congratulations. Um, what a playoff run you had. What a year you had. I mean, that's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, sky's the limit for you this year, man. Fun watching you. Now, talking or actually seeing on TV, Tori Lavello was um, kind of got emotional a little bit after you won. You know, he's rocking the jersey there, man, said he loved you, man. How did that feel coming from your manager, man? Because not a lot of managers do that. They don't express their feelings towards players and they don't you know, give the love and shout out, man. How did it feel knowing that your manager for one has your back and is showing that much love towards you? Yeah. Tori's the best man. Um, you know, during that speech, I was more thinking about the fact that I was going to have to give a speech after that. And (laughs) so my mind was more there. Um, but you know, for him to share, um, you know, that's what he's so good at, right? Just showing that he cares. Um, he does it, throughout the year, um, you know, to us as a group and, and to us personally. And so um, I think that's why guys, guys like playing for him. Hey, Corbin, um, when you look back to how you were um, drafted and became a part of this team, I think, you know, and I've been a part of the draft for years, like almost every ball club is like, dude, this guy has all the tools. And I'm sure you've heard this before, and I'm this is part of what I'm getting to. I'm curious how many teams were like, well, you're undersized, so – I'm not sure. Right. Um, I know with the Diamondbacks, Mike Hazen is like, I I do a lot of thanking every day that, what were you, the 16th pick that 15 teams went past Corbin because he's like, he's like, he was the best guy or one of the best guys on our board. And we were shocked that he made it that far. And I've also looked into, you know, the front office with Amiel Sade, who's the assistant GM, you know, and I know he was part of Boston. I think he was part of picking like Mookie Betts and and even Ben Intendi and some other undersized players. So has that conversation come up with Arizona? And did you hear any of that really shit talking, I guess, from teams being like, oh, you're undersized, so we're going to punish you and not take you in the first round? Yeah, I mean, I think that, um, you know, you've got to look at it. Obviously, at the end of the day, everyone's trying to do their job as best they can. And that, you know, for 15 teams, I I wasn't the right choice for them. Um, I'm, I'm really happy with where I ended up. Um, you know, I, I love this front office. Um, they've had, you know, they've been really good to me personally since, since the day I was drafted. And so 
for them to now be in term um, in place long term, uh, you know, that makes me feel good about the direction that we're headed. Hey, so I found out some things about you. I was asking a couple of your teammates uh, just a little bit ago. Well, I'm going to first start with Evan Longoria. So I said, hey, talk to me about this young man. <laughs> You're smiling already. I played with Evan uh, in the Cape Cod League, and uh, he was he was oh, wow. really good. He was really good then, and then eventually played against you. We were still close now. And he, he brought up how you have a family member that might be even a better athlete than you. Talking about your oh, yeah. sister, man. And talk talk about that. I, I heard heard about uh, what's her name? Campbell. Is that is that her name? Yes, sir. Yep, Campbell. Um, and she's a good soccer yeah. player, right? Is she the best yes, athlete sir. in the family? Oh, absolutely. Um, yes, yeah, so she's a senior in high school this year. She just signed her um, her NLI. She's going to go play um, some soccer in the now uh, ACC, I guess, at, at Cal Berkeley. A um, little weird there, but. Um, yeah, you know, she's she's always been my biggest supporter, and so I've always tried to return the favor um, coming home in the off-seasons and making sure I get out to her, her high school soccer season. Um, you know, those are those are some of my best memories, um, just being able to watch her and support her. Yeah, hey, Corbin. Hey, first off, man, congrats on a great year, dude. I'm a big fan. Love watching you play. Um, wish I was as Thank talented you. as you. Um, <laughs> Um, but uh, I want to I want to go back to Tori because I, I got to spend a few years with Tori. He was our bench coach in Boston, and I tell I've said it on this show before. I've, I've I tell it to everyone who asks. He's a top two person for me. Um, maybe number one. I've got Brian Butterfield and I've got Tori Lavello as as my one and two um, people I've ever met in baseball. Um, I was a young player coming up you know, with Boston when he was our bench coach. And um, he was just that guy that he would tell you like it was. He he, he cared for you. He, he'd let you know what was going on. So for me, he's a big part of, of my career and, and my, um, you know, just my kind of growing up in the game. And I, I want to know from you, how how is it having him as a, you know, as a manager, as a young player? And also, you know, we just got an extension. Um, good for Tory, uh, Mike Hazen, those knows what he's doing. Um, so just talk to me a little bit about Tori Labello and what he means to you. Yeah, Tori, um, you know, he, he's, he's the right leader for our group. Um, yeah, I, I think the best thing you can say about him is he's the same guy every day. And that was going to the World Series and that was 110 loss season. Um, you know, he's just very true to himself, very true to his values and what he believes in. Um, and you know, that's, that's a big compliment to him. Um, but I'd say, you know, something that describes my personal relationship with him was, uh, in 2021, um, you know, I played seven games above the low a level. Um, I'd met him once at BP when I'd signed with, with the organization in 2019 and, you know, multiple times throughout that, that 2021 year, um, you know, I spent the whole year on the shelf and multiple times, you know, he's calling, checking in, texting, um, you know, a, a guy that's, you know, three levels away from, from even being playing a day with him. And so I think that just speaks to the way that he operates. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's special. Yep. Let me ask you this. I saw you were with Derek Jeter at the World Series. You were walking out with him, did a little feature. Uh, were you a Derek Jeter fan? How cool was that to uh, be walking out with one of uh, Yankees uh, legends right there? 
I've actually got um, his bobblehead in my room from when I was growing up. It's not <laughs> even a bobblehead, honestly. It's like it's a little figurine of him. Uh, he's on this little grass and dirt patch, and it's got like his his bats, um, you know, sticking off the ground. Um, it's probably still in my room right now. I could probably still find it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that was a cool moment for me. Corbin, being that you're signed with this team long term, how much are you going to pay attention to? transactions say in the off season like you know ken rosenthal's joining us after you are you going to be glued to your phone to see if kenny ball games making any reports on signings for the diamondbacks because even you know mike hazen himself gm of the team said um at the end of last year like he wished he got one more starter for the ball club at the trade deadline he's like kind of kicking himself about it which i appreciate the transparency on yeah i mean you know you always want to um have that that moment in the off season where it's like yes you know like we just we got better today um, but i think what's cool about this team too is how young we are right and how much of that growth um, is going to occur naturally just from our younger players getting better um, you know a, a lot of starters um, you know position players as well and so it'll be interesting to see what happens you know i'm, I'm definitely excited um, you know it seems like there's you know a, a little room and between where our budget's at now and where it has been traditionally. So, um, you know, be interesting to see what happens. All right, Corbin, with that being said, let's, let's go ahead and tell Mike out of all the free agents out there, who does Corbin Carroll want the Diamondbacks to sign? Who do we want? Besides Otani? Besides Otani, because that's the obvious <laughs> answer. <laughs> but if you, if you want Otani, you can have him. Okay. We'll just have to, we'll just have to make a phone call to Hayes. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's an interesting one. Um, you know, I, I'd say that there's, I don't know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But there's a couple, <laughs> um, there's a couple starting pitchers that I feel like are, are, are really good ball players, and um, you know, w- would make any team they went to better. Um, and so, but yeah, I mean, just I, I'm excited to see what they come up with and All how right. creative they are. So basically, Shohei Otani is what you're saying. Uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. That's a good answer. That's a good answer. We need starting pitching. Everybody needs starting pitching. I like it. Hey, who, who's the who's the leader in that clubhouse? If I had to ask you right now, who's who's the guy that you know is like, all right, we need to lean on this guy as we move forward because it looked like you guys were just smooth sailing, cruising, just having fun, and he went to Philly and dominated because nobody else could do that in Philadelphia. So. Who was who that leader, that guy that you, you you lean on during the season? No, it's an interesting, interesting question um, because last year there was a pretty definite answer. Um, it was Evan Longoria. Um, you know, I think our, our whole team rallied around him and just the leader that he is. I'd say, um, you know, for the first half of the year as well, um, Nick Ahmed played a big role. Um, but, but going forward, um, you know, a couple of players that would come to mind would be um, would be Paul Seawald, Kevin Ginkle, um, Christian Walker, and uh, I'll throw a young guy in there, Perdomo. Perdomo's got some some real good leadership qualities to him as well. Um, that just he he gets the guys to kind of rally. I like that. So Corbin, in about a week, our show is going to be in Vegas at at one of the Players Trust events, which will have like. I don't know, 30, 40 players there. And I looked at the list the other day, and one of them is 
your teammate. Well, I know he's a free agent. Well, you're going to be there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to be <laughs> there. So that's one. We we'll say hi teammate. to you in person. What? But I got a teammate there. Do you know maybe, who it is? Maybe future teammate? No, no. It's kind of a past teammate because he's a free agent. Um, it's got to be Tommy. It's Tommy. It's, Tommy lives there. Tommy fam. Yeah. <laughs> so in case we don't see you before we talk to Tommy and we've interviewed him before on this show, something that we should ask him based on being his teammate and being around him the last few months or something you noticed in the postseason, like, you know, Tommy, I mean, I've been around him enough already um, where I'm doing a game with a, a former teammate of his and he'll start going off on a topic for a while about the game. So did you guys have any good, really deep conversations? And is there anything, you know, that he's passionate about that we should bring up to him? Oof. Um, I picked I picked his brain on some some eye training stuff and just, you know, he, he's got a good knowledge of um, of the eyeball. So I, I picked his, his brain on some stuff there. Uh, but I'd say you should ask him about his remote control car, his, his RC car. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Did he bring it into the clubhouse? Uh, that thing was ripping around Chase Field after we after we clinched, <laughs> I think, or maybe a, a round of the playoffs. Um, you know, that thing was going about a hundred across the outfield. All right, perfect. We'll we'll ask him. Speaking, um, yeah, speaking yeah, ahead, of that, speaking of that, did you have to get a new phone after jumping in the pool? <laughs> speaking of the play, speaking of the playoffs, like I, I remember no, seeing still you still, still got it, man. Look at that. Name yeah. one waterproof. <laughs> I will say that the uh, the face ID was down for the count for a little bit, but <laughs> came, came back uh, came back to life at a, after about a month. Did we get a good video? Where is that? What you're doing? Were you selfieing, jumping into the pool, or what? If so, can we yeah, see well, the we'll, video? First time, <laughs> first time I had uh, you know we had a little pool party and I had no pictures or anything to celebrate, and so figured got to bring it out this time. Uh, you know just kind of save some of those those good memories hell yeah man what hey go ahead Todd. go ahead i'll go what what else are you good at besides baseball man are you growing up anything good and there's a reason why i'm asking this but is there anything else that like man oh this guy could do everything or is there something that you you know excelled in as well besides baseball well def it definitely wasn't basketball i'll tell you that uh, but I, I played a little soccer uh, growing up um, you know, at a somewhat competitive, pretty competitive level. Um, and then actually more of like a long distance runner. Oh, interesting. Okay. I, I, I thought you were going to say a pool player cause talking with Alec Thomas, he said, you've been taking his money ever since you guys started playing pool. So you, you want to let him know who the boss is on the billiards. Oh man. Why well, I, I haven't taken his money cause he still hasn't paid me. Oh no. <laughs> I, oh, I got to text him now. That's some bullshit right there. <laughs> Yeah, man. But uh, I'd say I'd say I'm in the mid tier. I've got a pool table at my house, and you know the guys will either live with me or come over and play. And uh, I'd say I'm in that mid tier. Um, we've got a couple guys who, you know, I'm I'm more in the Alec boat versus them. And then uh, you know I'll, I'll take advantage of Alec. Hey, yeah. Let him let him know right now on the show because I'm gonna send it to him. Let him know, man. Pay me my money, man. Let's go here. <laughs> He said once I uh, he said once I signed my contract it was over I was never getting that money. <laughs> oh, what that's what I was gonna bring up. Like obviously, you know, the young dudes are gonna give you shit because they're gonna be like, um, I get a mulligan or a freebie because you know, eight eight years, one hundred eleven. 
Um, you're good, dude. So uh, how much did that change your lifestyle? And, you know, did I want to know, did you celebrate? Like, did you make a big purchase? Did you at least do like a dinner with a toast? Because um, life was coming at you fast, right? Like the season's just starting. I think it was either right before, was it right before the season started? Yeah, no, I mean, you hit it right in the head. Um, you know, it's just, it was right before the season started. And then, um, you know, you're, I was way more focused on, hey, this is my first full year um, than like anything in terms of um, necessarily like what that kind of a contract could afford me. Um, you know, there's some conversations with, uh, you know, my financial people, obviously, to, to just get a better framework. And, and there had been, um, as those negotiations had been going, been going on. And so, um, but I mean, honestly, the only thing I did was, you know, set, set a new budget and kind of kind of rolled from there. And now having to catch a, a moment to catch my breath after the season, um, you know, some of that stuff is, is coming back up and, um, you know, able to just really dive in and, and understand um, kind of the, the smart way to, to treat something like that. Did you, did you pay for a lot of dinners for the young guys during the season? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I tried probably more early on, um, you know, tailed off a little bit in the uh, probably the last couple months, but yeah, definitely the first half of the season, at least once a road trip, um, you know, we're getting a group of the guys and, and going out, um, you know, just having a, having a good night. Where, where, where are you guys going out? Are you, you hitting Sizzler or are you going to a nice yeah. steakhouse? Where, where are you guys hitting? Where, where? Applebee's. Hey, listen, ain't nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, no, we, we hit a couple different spots. Um, but I'd say definitely, um, definitely some steakhouses and, and some Asian. Um, those were, those were Do you have the, the number one, number two. Do you have any like good spots on the road where it's like, all right, now I know after my first year, I'm going to this restaurant every time I go to this place. Yeah, I made a, I made a whole um, kind of map on my phone um, and would eventually, you know, maybe like to to kind of make a, a player's guide to food. Um, Love that. To Love pass that. down to to the younger, you know, the younger guys coming up. I think that'd be something really um, really cool to do. But. Um, the spot I'd said the, there's one spot in San Francisco that I don't even have to mention it. Like before we get there, the guys are like, "Can we go to Akiko's? Can we go to Akiko's?" It's this little hole in the wall sushi spot, um, maybe 50 minute walk from our hotel. And so a lot of the times we'll we'll pop over there and have a good meal. Cor Corbin, what's one thing that um, you wish you were told before entering the big leagues? Like it could be super big or Ooh. super small. It could be something on the field. Um, it could be, you know, something just with day-to-day -day life where you were like, oh, I wish someone told me about this or, uh, or maybe someone did tell you about something once you got to the big leagues, like, oh, I, I wish they told me how much I need to tip or I don't know, something like that. Yeah, that's a good question. I'd say, I'd say the tipping one's a good one. Um, I'd say just having a, an understanding of the dress and how that changes, um, from, from being at home to being on the road um those, those are the, probably the two that stand out uh did you um freak out when you saw the stolen base rules that were going to be put in place in the big leagues because you know that was pretty cool for your first full season and todd father was all over it i will say as soon as we had that official and we were heading into the year todd's like we're gonna get a 70 stolen base dude right off the jump 
Obviously, numbers are going to go up. We knew that, but I think they went up more than most people thought they would. And that's year one. Now you have an offseason to even think about it and put goals in place and maybe even come up with more ways to take advantage of those new rules. No, for sure. Um, well, I had played with them the year before in the minor leagues. Um, and so I thought I had a pretty good understanding. Um, but, you know, even, even in the minor leagues, I think that, that year before, I think I stole right around 30 bases. Um, and granted, that was in less games. But just all, all to say that um, getting to work with our outfield and base running coach, um, Dave McKay, um, and, and just getting more comfortable out there, um, understanding the game of base running, the art of base running. Um, you know, I can't give him enough credit for what he's done for me and, and so many other guys. Um, yeah, Corbin. So 2550 is what we had this year, right? 2550. Yeah. And Scott just said with the whole off season, we're going to get better. So what are we, what are we going for next year? Are we going 3060? Are we going Acuna? What are we going to do? Cause I know you've got it in you. Oof. That, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I will say, I will say that I had like a period of, of I think about two weeks where I was given the red light because I'd banged up my knee and um, couldn't, you know, just what was out there, um, you know, just trying to get through that. And so I, I feel like there's more in the tank. I feel like there's more in the tank. Heck yeah. So it's Tori's fault. <laughs> totally no, gave no, you the that, was, that was that was for my own good i mean my, my uh, knee yeah. was pretty pretty nasty looking so no i i, I said thank you thank you <laughs> well they did a good job preserving you because it carried through man i know you guys didn't finish the way you wanted to but had a pretty damn good year um to make it all the way to the world series in year one really first full season i, I should say of your big league career so um it's great having you on here for the first time we'll see you out in vegas dude thanks for joining us Awesome. Yeah. See you out in Vegas. Cheers. Thanks, Corbin. Corbin Carroll with us on FT Live. Good dude, man. What, what a freaking year. Yeah. How about that for your first year in the big league? Sign an extension, go to the World Series. Now you're getting a World Series share. He probably had some type of incentive for rookie of the year. Dude's living, dude's living, living right right now. I'm going to give you a scenario because I think Evan Carter's going to join us next week, who also had an insane first season, even though it was much shorter than Corbin's. Would you rather it be right now? Okay, you have to trade places with either Corbin Carroll or Evan Carter. Now you know what the key difference is. Corbin got that dough already. He also had the full season. He got the awards, but he didn't get the World Series ring. And you know how hard it is. Like, sure, the Diamondbacks might be good for the next several years, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get that opportunity uh, ever again. And Evan Carter won a World Series just now, and he's probably going to get paid based on. I um I already have a World Series ring, so I'm taking the money, and I'm 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 going Corbin Carroll, baby. <laughs> I'm taking I'm taking the money and the awards. Yeah, I, oh man, that's so hard. I, oh man, I got it. I don't know, man, because you that first. A good, it's a good. It's a good. I can give you my answer if it helps. Be, I know what your answer is. You want to be set up. <laughs> you want to be set up financially. Okay. What do you think my answer is? You'd be surprised. I think you're going to be Corbin Carroll. No. no. I'm I, Evan Carter, and I'll tell you why. I won a World Series title, and now this offseason, I can tell my agency, hey, go get me that Corbin Carroll contract. 
But do you think he's going to get? Yeah, but he's not. He's not Corbin Carroll. I know. No, I mean, but you can try and negotiate it. I, I would say. I mean, if he goes to them right now, it's it's probably it's probably in the fifty sixty range yeah, over a okay. six year seven year deal, something like that. And if he puts together a few good months to start the next season and shows that it's still very legit, and he's going to be you know a middle of the order hitter with that kind of plate discipline, dude. I'm telling you, I, I think the Rangers are going to lock him up to a long-term extension. I do. I think you got it. Um, we've already seen it in the postseason. I know it was a, a short stretch, but I just think the way that his his play discipline was special. He actually, I heard him describe the way that, you know, the simplicity of his approach, obviously, it's, it's much more complex if you, if you break it down. But like to sum it up in one sentence, he said, I'm aggressively picky. I had never heard that before. I liked that. You, you know, know his, it's like you know three, two, right? I'll take a... Yeah, it's, it's full count Carter. Yeah. But then next AB, he gets one that he likes, and he'll first pitch bomb it to, to center, you know? so well, and, tw- and 21 years old. It's pretty impressive what he was able to do at 21 years old, dude. 21, and he's going to play center field for them long term. I know it was in a corner, but he's going to play center field for them. They were platooning him in the playoffs. That's not going to happen um, long term for him during the regular season. He's going to be able to hit left-handed pitching. So I'm just saying, I, I think that – as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be pretty wealthy, and he's already got a World Series title. And he, and he gets to play with too. Texas. He can, he can fly. fly. And the Rangers have more resources, you know? Plus, anyway, his uh, we, we talked about this the other day. You got some attention for this when, when you asked Max this. Like, Carter signs a deal for the same price. It goes a longer way. He doesn't have the, the income tax. True that. Yeah. So, anyway. True that. It, it's, it's it's an interesting one because many guys chase World Series titles their whole career, and I think Arizona ended up in a spot like this, not realizing how quickly they'd get there. You know, you just never know. That's why all of a sudden an injury—that's what I think about. Get financially set, all of a sudden a crazy injury, knock on wood, nobody gets. But now you can—you got ten to fifteen years of fighting to get another World or get one World Series. 